Hello, Mr. Musk. Look, I need to have a word first to somebody else other than you. But this episode, basically, it's all about you and your platform. I'm feeling very satisfied. I have a few complaints. But anyway, first of all, podcaster slash anchor. It's just, you know, you guys used to be so good. And now... I can't even tell in my incoming messages whether they're actually, I just, they're organized by person, but seemingly not in any alphabetical order. Also, it doesn't show the date. Some of them look like I haven't opened them, but then when I just tried to open them, nothing happened. Podcasters, Anchor used to be good. Maria Humphreys. I can see you've left me messages, but I can't open them. And also, I don't know if they're new ones or from forever ago. So if you happen to be listening, I'm off Twitter and also, uh, I don't know. Uh, Since you can't really seem to leave me a voice message here, carry a pigeon, I don't know, uh, ask Derek. Anyway. So, um, oh yeah, Mr. Musk, excuse me, I was dealing with another platform first. Now, I was having a lot of fun on your platform until I realized I was having fun at somebody else's expense. And then I took my ass off your platform, deleted it, I'm waiting the 30 days for it completely to be erased so I can never go back again in my poor old, (sighs) oh, Mr. Musk, maybe if I'd had my old Artie Lou Handleback, at Artie Lou, A-R-T-Y-L-O-U. It was great. Still, I could never go back. Honestly, Mr. Musk, I feel disgusted in both of us for making this happen. I was just trying to work my way out of some Patreon mailbox that I'd spewed a thesis up into. And being responsible, going somewhere else where I could spew out all my content into the universe and not feel like I'm bothering anybody. But I was bothering someone, Mr. Musk, and uh, I'm pretty sure they would have let you know, by the way, that my email got blocked through their website and um, how I wasn't getting any people visiting, not even a bot for three weeks. So this would all suggest that I'd done something wrong, Mr. Musk. However, I think that the most wrongdoing was on other people's platforms that probably should have been helping these people out with me in the first place. Patreon, I'm not sure if you did anything, but just got a side eye on you anyway. And Twitter. Mm. Mm. How many resources did you have? put into having me what for all that time like to not have anybody be able to find me like except for the people who already know about me how do you even do that like that seems like some next level shadow casting shit so that sounds expensive when all you could have done is just sent me a message saying hey there's some people on the this platform that are just finding you a little much or something, something early, something early. 
And then the consequences for my behavior in my heart would have been fairly small. You know, oh, I'm bad. Or if I kept doing it, my account got blocked. Ah, ouch. I feel something. I'm not caught in a never-ending over-amplification unit. If you check out Mr. Musk, a book called Emergence, you would understand how a good system is emergent. Emergent systems have a positive and a negative feedback loop, Mr. Musk. Otherwise, you're not getting the right kind of information about where all the resources should go. Like, for instance, with an ant colony, Mr. Musk, they leave a pheromone trail wherever they go. So when each of them walks along it with their little anti-butts, they leave more and more pheromone, you see. Now, the pheromone is the positive feedback. The lack of pheromone is the negative feedback. So they posit, they follow the positive feedback of the pheromone, you see, Mr. Musk. And I followed the positive feedback of the pheromone of other people's attention and my unwanted attention on them combined gave me this high. I'm not used to feeling Mr. Musk. Maybe give zero fucks when I'm used to giving them Mr. Musk. And frankly, I do not like the person it turned me into. And now I'm someone who is, I guess, a victim of your platform. Mr. Musk, because if I wasn't a stronger person, when all this happened, I probably would have tried to take my own life, Mr. Musk. But luckily, I've had to deal with a few existential crises, but God damn, this is one of them. <sighs> Mr. Musk, if I may bend you a little more to explain to you. <sighs> about the default mode network, you see. It gives you this feeling of being more important and less important than you are. Maybe what it does is try to balance those things and present different propositional realities so that you can be guided one way or another. Who knows? I don't, haven't studied it enough. But I do know that I was feeling really important as a victim and unimportant as a persecutor and when I actually realistically looked at the situation I am actually more important as a persecutor than I am as a victim in this situation because my actions are causing somebody else distress and if I default mode network can't get a grip on that because the difference between the anticipated reality of who I was and the actual reality of who I am, the discrepancy and the feeling of worthlessness from that discrepancy, Mr. Musk, it's huge. So I can only imagine with the way I felt that somebody else would feel the same or worse and they would either want to punish the other person or hurt themselves because trying to come to terms with being a bad person or doing bad things is really rough, especially when you really care. And I really do care. 
And so it's been hard. But I'd rather that than be hurting people, Mr. Musk. So I'm guessing that this, this tension is drawing people because if it bleeds, it leads and all that. But it's just not worth it, Mr. Musk. Let me tell you why. At some point, you will have enough time to truly consider what you've done. You'll be able to see then how your actions have ended up creating the world as it was for you and for others. And then when you realize that and that you did things wrong and that they can never be changed, you'll be filled with such awful existential dread. It's just torture, honestly, and no amount of anesthetizing can take it away. Except maybe being extremely mean, but you don't get that kind of high from being mean unless you do it all the, unless you haven't been doing it all your life. So, when I'm mean, man, I feel it more than well, I felt it more than the morphine I had one time on the way to the hospital. Mr. Musk, and I was mean to an old lady on the way out. She was mean to me first, but still, she was an old lady, and I was mean to her, and it felt great. Mr. Musk, it didn't just feel a little bit great. It felt managed to get myself to the bus platform, pull out my cannula from my wrist from the hospital, uh, be able to uh, have blood spray all over the tiles of the bus platform, and find two tissues in my bag and hold one of them between my wrist and my uh, and my chin and the other I used to clean up the blood you see I could only do that and stay totally chill because I was high on this lady's pain I also jumped my neighbor's fence a couple of times afterwards probably the morphine too but still honestly the power of it got to me Mr. Musk and I don't feel too bad because I can realise that I was not myself. However, I do feel as though the devil took a hold of my heart and gave it a squeeze. And I did not like that it could do that like that. And so realising that that's what I've basically been doing an extended version of for the past I don't know, maybe three months, especially one month on your platform, I'm disgusted because I already made the choice. I didn't want to do that ever again. So realizing that I'd been feeling so good, having other people feel so bad. I just, you know, it's rough, Mr. Musk, because I already feel like a pretty shitty person. But I can see how this is circumstantial. To quote Rebecca Sachs in the amazing TED Talk, how we think about other people's thoughts, Mr. Musk, I think, really, the wind took it away. People of Earth, hey, excuse me, I, I just need to get my, um, my friendly dictator, they, uh, they've got something to say, excuse me. Hello, people of Earth. Hi. I'm here to let you know 
that I have organized an army of personal assistants to come in and infiltrate your top-level jobs. First of all, they will go out and find who has the most power, really, because nobody knows how much power somebody has like a personal assistant. And then we'll put all our resources into finding special people for those special jobs and then (laughs) filling them. Then, when our overlords give us their passwords in the first three weeks, we will simply just take over their identities. (laughs) Well, (laughs) at least that's how it will seem. But really, I mean... We're all just smokers here, aren't we? We all just smoking each other out. I choose to be a non-smoker. And I will smoke you all out with my army of personal assistants and their pivot tables. Yes, we're coming for you. We're going to take over the world and make it more efficient. For example, in Australia, we have some terrible systems around. All kinds of things, what can I say? I'm hanging out here down under until I uh, decide exactly when I'm going to push that red button. (laughs) Oh boy, I seem to be losing my accent. I'm a non-smoker, and yet here I am. Smoking you out. You are America.